I love all these musicians. <laughs> In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I read yesterday an account of uh, natural phenomena that occurred millions of years ago. Five million years ago, when humanity's ancestors were just learning to walk upright, learning good posture, a star was ejected from Sagittarius A, the supermassive black hole at the center of the Milky Way galaxy, thrown at a staggering 3.7 million miles per hour. It, it, I can't even conceive it. And this month, November 2019, a group of researchers from Carnegie Mellon spotted that star, spotted that super fast star traveling relatively close to Earth. It was still 29,000 light years away, but that's practically next door in astronomical standards. Seeing the star was a confirmation of a theory that had been developed. And Carnegie Mellon scientists were witnesses this day, this month, this year, of that theory. They had held out hope, scientific hope, in the vast unknown. And they were able to see it. Hope and wonder are not, of course, exclusively Christian. Yet we who have heard of the love and mercy and grace of Christ have all the more reason to develop a theory of hope, have all the more reason to hope and to wonder in the best of times when we can say without hesitation that we are blessed and in the worst of times when we do not know if we will live to see the next day. The gospel means good news. And the good news today, Jesus speaks of terrifying things that's why in the middle of it, he specifically says, do not be terrified. That's never comforting when someone says it. It's like saying, don't get mad, and you know you're going to be mad, just because they had to say it first. Don't be terrified, and you know something scary is about to be said. Jesus says that three things will happen. One, that imposters will come and try to trick the faithful. You will be lied to by people you think you can trust. Two, war and conflict will rage on. People will suffer and die through war and conflict. And three, natural disasters will be prevalent and we know too much of that in Houston, Texas. 
But Jesus says that these dramatic historical events can be a stage setting for the great drama of speaking God's truth. They are not to intimidate you and keep you from speaking of the love and mercy and grace and truth of God. They are to be a time and a place when you can witness even more. It's not a time for despair when those things happen, but an opportunity to testify. And the word we are given to say is the word that created all things in the beginning, that created that star five million years ago, that creates the breath we breathe today, and that inspires us with hope. The word we are given is the word that created all things in the beginning and continues to create in its speaking because God's nature is creative. Patrick Wilson observes that in this gospel, Luke wants to distinguish the end times, the end of all things, from particular historical events. The temple had fallen by the time this gospel was written. And what Luke wants to emphasize is that the temple may have come to an end, but that is not the end. Peace will come to an end and be swallowed up by war, but war is not the way the world ends. Security will end, shaken in earthquakes, flooded in hurricanes, but fear and certainty are not the end either. People will try to mimic Jesus and misuse his name, attempting to prophesy in his name, lying. But the world does not end with truth, truth impersonators. In the gospel, when it seems that nothing that it cannot possibly get worse with all these horrible things that happen, then it gets personal. It gets personal. Jesus says, you will be arrested. You will pay a personal price. You will be thrown into prison and then hauled in before the authorities. Wilson says, just when everything looks so dark, when falsehood appears so persuasive, when war seems everlasting and inevitable, when the earth trembles beneath you, when you're forced to account for yourself, this is an opportunity to testify. To testify. Now what kind of testimony does one give in the face of such calamity? in the face of uncertainty, suffering, pain, hatred. As legend has it, when Martin Luther was asked what he would do if he learned the world were coming to an end, he said, 
If tomorrow is the day of judgment, then today I want to plant an apple tree. I believe that's the kind of testimony we're called to give. Take your faith, your talents, your struggles, God's truth, and use them to testify whenever, however you are able. Plant a tree in the face of Judgment Day. Today, we come to hear and appreciate the incredible music written by Schubert, who was born in 1897 and died 191 years ago on November 19th. Schubert always struggled during his short life except he had a talent for music. But everything else was a struggle. He struggled with many aspects of life and with his faith. These words are attributed to him. It says, when I wished to sing of love, it turned to sorrow. And when I wished to sing of sorrow, it was transformed for me into love. Despite his short lifetime, he wrote hundreds of secular vocal works, completed seven symphonies, tons of sacred music, operas, a large body of piano and chamber music, and more. He was a genius. It is said that on his deathbed in 1827, Beethoven himself looked into some of Schubert's works and exclaimed, truly the spark of divine genius resides in this man. Five days before Schubert's own death, a friend of his, a violinist, came with his string quartet to visit him and to play for him. The last musical work that Schubert had wished to hear was actually Beethoven's string quartet number 14 in C-sharp minor. The violinist commented, the king of harmony has sent the king of song a friendly bidding to the crossing. Schubert's epitaph was written by a poet friend and translated into English. It reads, the art of music has here interred a precious treasure, but yet far fairer hopes. Though his friends and others mourned what could have been if he had lived long enough, even in the midst of illness and struggles with poverty and neglect and fleeting fame, Schubert used his talent, 
his struggles to testify in his own way that beauty and redemption are always possible and to be authentic and truthful. He is said to have said, I never force myself to be devout except when I feel so inspired and never compose hymns of prayers unless I feel within me real and true devotion. What kind of testimony does one give in the face of struggle? Going in a completely opposite direction, I want to tell you the story of a young Irish flight attendant who was called in the heyday of his career to become a Franciscan brother and then a priest. He had acquired some good taste in all his travels, and so when his order sent him to one of the poorest neighborhoods right outside San Salvador, people teased him about his good taste. They called him Father Gerardo, which I'm not sure was his real name as he was Irish. He was in San Salvador when the Civil War came to the city November 16, 2000, I mean, 1989. And he was there as the bodies of both sides, military and guerrilla, were strewn through his neighborhood, dying. And this Irish priest with fine taste was given an opportunity to testify even in that agony that God's mercy does not end in horror and death. He walked out onto the streets and with holy oil made the sign of the cross praying with those who were dying reminding them that they were marked as Christ's own forever, anointing the dying even as the military was killing six Jesuits, their housekeeper and their daughter at the Catholic University there. What kind of testimony does one give in the face of suffering? You are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. Our Christ possesses the wisdom our troubled world and his troubling opponents cannot calculate or comprehend. And in whatever situation, 
whether we play beautiful music that comes from God-given talent and divine spark, or whether we kneel and pray with those who are suffering in the midst of war, we are to remember the promises echoed in the prophet Isaiah. I am about to create a new heaven and a new earth. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. Do not be terrified, Jesus says today, even when things are terrifying. Testify in any way God has given you. Amen.